G'day everyone, welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David Brown, Vicar of Dolby, and I'm part of a church that's all about knowing Christ and making Christ known. If you'd like to know more about Dolby Anglican Church, please visit anglicandolby.org.au. Today's sermon is delivered by another Vicar of Dolby, and her name is Zoe Brown, and she's my wife. And she's going to be focusing on Psalm 130 and the theme for today, which is depth. Psalm 130 says this, Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full of redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This is the word of the Lord. Enjoy the podcast. Have you ever yelled so loud, so hard and so deep that it shakes your core, but not felt like anyone was listening? This yell may have lasted only a moment, but it may have lasted a day, a week, a month or even years. On Tuesday morning this week, I went for a calm stroll with my border collie, Zach. Sunshine, exercise, social distancing, even a takeaway coffee. It was a good chance to enjoy the season of our day off. Not far from home, the season of the day changed very quickly. Zach was attacked, unprovoked, by a rather large and unrestrained dog wandering outside his fence. Before I go on, I just want to say that Zach is okay now didn't last for long and we have an amazing team of local vets who've looked after him. Nonetheless, in that moment, I didn't know what to do and the only thing I could do was yell, scream, cry, wail. Logic told me not to intervene. I knew that would have been bad news for both me and Zach. So I yelled, I yelled, I yelled, I yelled. It was a guttural scream that came from the very depths of my soul. But as I yelled with all my might, I felt hopeless. There was no guarantee that anyone would be there. Who was going to answer me? There was no one on the street. I was walking by myself. I didn't know who would hear, if anyone would hear. I wasn't hopeful. I was simply desperate. As brief as that space was the other day, it made me reflect on the times when we experience those same depths. The cry that comes with the grief of loved ones, unwell or dying, the loss of livelihoods. A soccer team of young boys trapped in a cave. The uncertainty of the world that we feel in these days here and now. Whatever the reason... I'm certain that we have all cried that cry from the very depths of our soul at some point in our lives. It's somewhat fitting then that the opening lines of our reading this morning share that very same guttural cry. Verse 1, out of the depths I cry. 
The original language, the Hebrew, says, The song from the depths of the depths is what I cry. Coming from the very deepest of places, the psalmist tells us that this cry is part of the human experience. It is a prayer, a lament, a pain that resides in the core of his heart. It is a prayer and a pain that he shares with you and me. While that cry that came out on Tuesday morning was brief, probably less than a minute, there are times in our lives where our souls may cry out for days, weeks or months. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming and all-consuming. And I think it's fair to say that some aspects of life now seem to be an all-consuming cry. What these cries do, no matter how short or long, is to steal the life from our life. So often we cry out and feel that there is no solution, no hope, no guarantee, no response to be heard. When we look to our psalm today, however, we can see in fact that the psalmist's cries and our own are heard. In the cry there is hope. Because it is not just a melancholic lament, it is a conversation. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. The force of the psalmist's despair is clear. But we can't ignore that he's directing it clearly to God. It is a cry as well as a petition, a calling upon. He is unashamedly asking God for help. He asks God to hear him and comfort him by his mercy. Asking for help is not always a natural instinct. If you're like me and ridiculously stubborn, it's frustrating to have to ask for help. Even more so, it's humbling to ask someone who you know you're not in the best standing with. And this is exactly what the psalmist expresses when he says in verse 3, If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? It's like the teenager coming up to the parent and saying, Hey, Dad, so I know I probably don't deserve it after I ignored your directions, but I'm in trouble. Could you help me? It's like the prodigal child who realises they've totally stuffed up. This kind of crying out, when you must also eat some humble pie, is beyond hard. Sometimes I think it would be easier to cry out to nothing, to think that there was no one there to help, than to swallow my pride and ask for help, particularly to ask for help from someone who I have not always done the right thing by. But while we see the guts of the psalmist's heart in his opening lament, This cry is coupled not with powerlessness, but with hope. The conversation in this psalm changes course, and as quickly as he calls out from the depths, we see the beauty of hope that comes freely from God. Verse 4, But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. 
Rather than hiding from God, the psalmist encourages us to speak out of the depths and to latch on to the beauty, the forgiveness, the grace that God offers. Regardless of our life journeys, we have all journeyed through seasons of joy and seasons of depth. If we were to reflect on these times, ask the question, is it us ourselves who have brought us from despair into hope? Have we been the sole solution to our own depths? I don't think we can solely rely on humanity or on ourselves to save us. If I had to bring myself hope in the face of trial, I think I'd be resigned to a life of despair. Some days it's hard enough to keep my head above water, let alone also bring myself out of it. But this is where the good news lies, the best news lies. It's not dependent on us to be the solution. By his grace, it is God who offers the solution to us freely and lovingly. And like the psalmist tells us, my whole being waits for the Lord and in his word I put my hope. Another way of translating this is on his word I wait. The word here for word, hadavah, is one used often in the Old Testament, normally in relation to the word of the Lord. God's message came through his word. In the New Testament, word is often used about Jesus, who becomes the word of the Lord, not just in name or prophecy, but in the flesh. And while writing hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, the psalmist invokes the idea that he waits on the word of the Lord. We know now that it's in the word of the Lord, in Jesus, that he and we can put our hope. When we read about the watchmen, it's drawing the image of watchmen who stood guard on city walls. They didn't know if or when someone would attack. It was a shift through the night that was filled with anxiety. There were no guarantees of safety. However, the one certainty was the morning. Morning would always come, and by that hope they knew they were safe. And so the psalmist is describing to us how fervently he waits, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Just as the morning is guaranteed to come, so too is the Lord. And so it's in this assurance that the psalmist doesn't wait in resignation, but in anticipation. He waits in hope. So much so, he ends the prayer by telling Israel to do the same. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Friends, while it may feel like it some days, the depths are not the end. They are a season. As surely as the psalmist cries out from the depths of the depths, so he moves to a place where he can wait in the surety of God's loving kindness. He knows that as dark as it feels today, God is with us 
and he will redeem us by his unfailing love. How much more can we rejoice in the knowledge that regardless of the depths that we face, we can wait and watch in anticipation? We can be sure by the word of the Lord, by Jesus, that we can access God's unfailing love and his full redemption. As we journey through the Psalms towards Easter, from the depths of the human experience to the triumph of Jesus' resurrection, we are reminded that our faith is a faith of relationship, a faith of conversation. God so wanted relationship that he became human for us and gave up his life for us. When we cry out, our cries do not go unheard. They are not futile or helpless. They don't require us to be the solution. They tell us that God alone is our refuge and our hope. Now more than ever, in this season, should we hold fast to this. Even more certain than the sun will rise is the truth that God is our hope and our refuge. So today... Tomorrow, this week, whether we stand on the mountain or in the depths, let's wait for the Lord.